So I started in 1990 with $274 in a used truck. And a lot of you guys out there, a lot of you business owners out there can relate to starting with nothing. Uh, the $274 I had had to go to um, stock. So I had to buy a few things for my truck, which left me with zero. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I just want you to think about that. I started with $274 in a used truck. And sometimes it's hard for me to believe, but I still have the original check ledger in my little checkbook that I had in 1990. And it has all my expenses in it. And, um, we, you know, we, we would fortunate enough to get a $300 job somewhere and that would put $300 into the bank account and then we would spend it on stock or gas or something. So I did not have enough, uh, HVAC experience to jump out there on my own. I did not have any business experience whatsoever. Um, like I mentioned before, my wife and I took a business class, one class from an author who wrote a book called Cash, Cash, Who's Got the Cash? Okay. And uh, when I got into business, I read another book, which I've talked about several times, is uh, Larry Burkett wrote a book called um, Business by the Book. And it was uh, Biblical Principles of Operating a Business. Um, I read that several times and still have the original copy of it and have bought many copies for other people along the way. So I had many obstacles. I had many setbacks along the way, many challenges, along with many celebrations, um, but many prayers, tears of tears of joy, tears of sorrow. Uh, the first uh, the second year in business, rather, the second full year in business at one time, my phone did not ring for two weeks. And a lot of people said, when are you going to get a job? You know, when, how long are you going to go without your phone ringing? You know, so um, thank goodness I hung in there. Uh, I did not quit. I did not give up. And I do know there is a time for that. Uh, I, I realized today there is a time to throw in the towel and go do something else. We've talked about that before. But my time was not there yet, and I did not give up. It would have been a great easy time to give up. I mean, all I had to do is say I didn't have enough work to stay in business, and I could have gone and worked for someone else or found something else to do. Um, but I didn't. So uh, today we're going we're gonna to talk about just act like it's impossible to fail. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, we're going to get started here, and uh, I want to give credit to a lady whose name is Dorothea Brandy, who back in 1936 wrote a book called Wake Up and Live, and inside that book, she coined the phrase, act like it's impossible to fail. So the credit goes to Dorothea for that. And let, let's recognize or remember some of the people that have worked through some of the toughest odds 
where many people said they'll never do it, they'll never make it, it's impossible, all those types of things. Let's remember people like Elon Musk, who now has founded SpaceX with the goal of reducing space transportation costs and enabling human uh, colonies in Mars, okay? Uh, They told him he'd never do it, and look what all he's done. Um, And let's remember... Malalu Yusufa, who advocated for girls' education in Pakistan despite facing threats from the Taliban, uh, Malala became the youngest ever Nobel Prize acknowledgement. And they told her it would never be done. All right, let's go to Thomas Edison, who invented the practical electric light bulb after numerous failures, famously saying, I have not failed, but I found 10,000 ways that it won't work. Let's look at Nelson Mandela, fought against um, apartheid in South Africa and spent 27 years in prison before becoming the nation's first black president. And then there's Steve Jobs, which I talk about often. He co-founded Apple. He played a crucial role in revolutionizing the tech industry, the products like the iPhone and the MacBook. And man, we're going to talk about this today for training purposes. It has everything you possibly need to be a success right here. You can learn so much on this thing. All right, and then there's J.K. Rowling. She went from being a struggling single mother to becoming one of the best-selling authors in the world uh, by writing the Harry Potter series. And then don't forget about Roger Bannister. He broke the four-minute mile barrier in 1954, challenging the belief that it was physically impossible to run a mile underneath four minutes. And then Rosa Parks, she refused to give up her bus seat Uh, sparking the Montgomery bus boycott and contributing to the civil rights movement. And then Richard Branson, he's known for uh, founding the Virgin Group and successfully ventured into industries like music, airlines, space travel, despite initial skepticism. They all acted like it was impossible to fail. They all succeeded. They put their belief and their convictions all out on the table. And a lot of times, every dime they had, they put it out on the table. They believed that it was impossible to fail. Now, what we're going to talk about today has nothing to do with bumps in the road and challenges that we face every day and fires we have to put out every day. That is not failure, okay? So, when I, when I talk about this today, acting like it's impossible to fail, we're not talking about just the standard bumps in the road. We all will have those. We can't get away from those. We can help reduce those by putting better systems in place and surrounding ourselves with great people, but we all will still have bumps in the road. But I want to talk about today some key factors that contribute to having an impossible-to-fail mindset which when you grasp this, it'll change your life. And number one is an unwavering self-belief. You see, uh, developing a strong belief in our ability and our potential is life-changing. That's how we have to think. If you are going to think it's impossible to fail, you've got to develop a strong belief in you, in your ability, 
and your potential. And then you've got to trust yourself to overcome challenges and achieve your goals. Now, personally, I just believe and I have faith in God who is with me that I believe it's possible. That's why I believe. I pray for things. I trust him and I move forward. And that's what got me where I'm at today. Number two, positive visualization. And visualizing success and imagining yourself achieving your goals, this positive image can help reinforce the belief that success is coming your way. Now, I've spent hours, many hours, in front of empty properties, in front of land that I purchased. I've spent several hours in front of a building that I didn't even own yet, visualizing what was going to be there or what it was going to look like. I don't know where I came up with that at. It's just a natural thing that I do because I have to visualize way before I do something. I visualize what it's going to look like. I visualize what we're going to do in it. I visualize what my trucks look like in front of it. I visualize my truck parked there. I visualized it, the parking lot full. I have to visualize. I have to visualize what a building's going to look like when I get done with it. Because every building we've purchased, I've cleaned up the neighborhood with my property. I've spruced it up. I treat the grass. I landscape it. I paint or brick or block or put a new roof on it. I put a flagpole up. I put the American flag, very patriotic. But I fix up that neighborhood because people start looking at my property and they go, maybe I better start cleaning up my property. It's just like a home. You got a nice home, it's really hard for other people to not keep their house up. Now I know there's still some out there who don't, believe me, but it's hard. It's harder. If you keep your house up nice, your neighbors are going to try to keep theirs up nice. They're going to try to outgreen your grass, okay? Um, number three, goal clarity. Clearly defining your goals and aspirations. Knowing what you want to achieve provides direction and focus for your efforts. And it's important to know what you want and why you want it. And then write them down. And folks, what I have right here, this is my journal. And inside of this journal are things like my positive affirmations. And inside this are all my wants. You say, that's a little selfish to write down all your wants. Is it? I mean, it's part of my goals. It's what I want. Isn't a goal what you want? So yes, my goals are in here, but it's it's what I want. And I can ask for things in this that I don't ask anywhere else. I write it down. This is what I want, or this is what I want to see, or this is what I want to weigh, or this is what I want to look like, or this is what I want to do, or this is what I want to buy, or this is where I want to grow to. So you could say it's a want book, but it's also got the positive affirmations written in it, repeated statements that affirm my capabilities and my potential for success in this little book. And it's kind of funny because all it takes is a little snap and you open it up and it's just a notebook, but I wrote in here private, (laughs) like anyone's going to open it anyway, but I thought that was kind of funny. All right. Number five. 
Learn from setbacks. Boy, this is a good one. If you're going to think it's impossible to fail, you got to learn from your setbacks. You got to embrace setbacks as opportunities because they are, they're opportunities. They're opportunities to learn from and grow from. And instead of viewing them as failures, which if it's impossible to fail, you can't look at things as failures. You look at things as potential or temporary, rather, setbacks. Now, you see them as steps on your journey to success because success is a journey. It's not an overnight thing. It doesn't happen quickly. I don't know of anybody who's extremely successful that had overnight success. I often say I'm an overnight success 33 years in the making, okay? So this takes building resilience. In order to learn from setbacks, you got to build resilience, bounce back fast from the bumps in the roads and the setbacks you deal with, and you start seeing challenges as temporary. They're just temporary little challenges. Actually, they're part of the journey, and you learn from each experience. Now, I will say this. At the beginning, what are little challenges to me today were huge monster challenges back then in the beginning. So if you're in the beginning and you lose $100, you know, it's a lot of money. Um, I don't want to say it's not today, but I think we'll survive if we lose $100 today or $500 today or $1,000 today, or if we have to write off something that a customer refused to pay for $10,000, I think we'll still survive. But in the beginning, those kind of numbers were huge, and those kind of numbers would could possibly take someone under. So there is a difference in the level of where you're at in your walk in your business. Okay, but you got to look at setbacks as a learning experience to grow from. And remember, it's a journey. Learn from each one. Number six, this is good. Solution-oriented thinking. In order to think and act like it's impossible to fail, you've got to put solution-oriented thinking in place. And that's focusing on solutions rather than problems. When somebody brings me, if it gets to me, and they bring me a problem, the first thing I'm going to ask is give me three solutions that you've come up with so far. And and then we're going to pick one together. But I'm already thinking in my mind, this is how you're going to solve this, okay? Because after 33 years, I've run into almost every problem you could possibly run into, and my experience helps me be solution-oriented. But there's a lot of people out there that find little problems... You know, John Maxwell did say the grind gets you, but if you turn these little problems into, um, and with solution oriented thinking, they're not as big a problems as you think they are. So you have to train yourself to approach problems with a positive mindset. Not everything is a problem. Not everything should be a problem for you. What, what is a problem for one of your technicians should not be a problem for you. You should have people in place that help your technician solve the problem. But you do have to train yourself. And instead of focusing on all all the negative aspects, you look for opportunities within that challenge and you cultivate an action-oriented mindset. So not only do you need a solution-oriented mindset, you've got to have an action-oriented mindset. Because if I just told my uh, manager, come up with three solutions, and then I didn't approve any of them and just sent him away or her away, It would just be talk. So I've got to have an action-oriented mindset. I've got to cultivate one. 
rather than getting stuck in the analysis paralysis um, or dwelling on the problem, we take proactive steps toward finding solutions. And that's what it takes. Number seven, fearlessness. You know, we got to confront our fears and doubts head on. Develop courage to face challenges without letting fear paralyze us. For me, my faith in God, I continue to go back to this because it's strong and it works. My faith in God makes this a lot easier for me because I put the bigger issues in God's hands because that's my faith. I have faith to be able to do that, that he'll run with it. He'll handle it. It's nothing for him. And then I manage the small stuff, the easier stuff that I get. And I learn from the bigger stuff when I hand it to him because I've got to trust him with that problem and I got to trust him to help me figure it out. And then I learn from it and I continue to grow in, in, in that. Um, but my faith makes it a lot easier. Um, but I just don't go on fearing, you know, I mean, I thought about for years, the shirt, no fear, no fear. Well, I don't know if you're a Christian and you have faith in God, you shouldn't have much fear because the Bible's pretty clear that God did not give us the spirit of fear. All right, number eight, this is a good one, optimism. And you got to be optimistic. Maintain an optimistic outlook on your life. Believe that positive outcomes are not only possible, but probable. They're going to happen. If we had to break down all these, this is critical to acting like it's impossible to fail. You got to be optimistic. It's all in how you think. Is this half empty or half full? What is it? Hopefully it's half full. Okay. Number nine, continuous learning. We've got to foster a mindset of continuous learning. We got to stay curious. We've got to seek opportunities to acquire new skills and knowledge. And in today's world, like I said earlier, we've got a computer in our pocket. Today, stronger computer than what used to fill an entire room, you know, back in the 80s, 90s. This is it. It's powerful. I can watch podcast. I can read books. I can do audio books. I can read. I can watch podcasts. I can um, watch uh, um, all kinds of different YouTube training things. I, I mean, it is packed full and I can sit and, and learn in an hour from on this thing right here, this little phone. Uh, it's not really a phone. It's just the byproduct is a phone, but it's actually a computer in your pocket, a huge computer. Okay. And besides reading books, which I just love a good book, uh, besides reading books, you know, we can attend seminars. We can do a lot of things live. You know, I don't want to get stuck on AI is going to have definitely um, a big footprint in our world pretty soon. It's already working itself in. And we have to take the positive side of AI and use it to the best, um, just like we did this years ago. Um, we've got to use it to the best of our ability. Number 10, surround yourself with positivity. Choose to be around positive influencers, whether they're supportive friends mentors, or motivational content. So watch what you look at on this. Watch what you look at on your computer. 
I mean, we don't even have to go there of all the crap that's on here. This is this has its good points and its bad points. Hopefully, the good points outweigh the bad. Um, but we control what we look at on here as well. Be careful what you look at because it can become uh, a habit. Uh, it's definitely habitual. You know, the saying that we become like the five people we hang around, well, that's definitely true. So be careful who you hang around as well because who you hang around influences you, like it or not. Number 11, take calculated risks. You know, folks, if you're in business, you're a risk taker. If you can't take a risk, you should go work for someone else where it's safer. Because if you own your own business, you're going to have to take a risk to grow, to acquire, to improve. So if you're in business, you got to take a risk. An impossible to fail attitude often involves stepping out of your own comfort zone. You know, if we think we can sit in a nice cushy leather chair and not get out and make tough decisions, well, we're in the wrong chair. For sure. Risk-taking is part of our job. It, it's, it's one of the main jobs of an entrepreneur is to risk and take a risk. And number 12, be mindful of today. Let me tell you what that means. Practice mindfulness to stay present and focused on the task at hand. Avoid dwelling on the past failures or worrying about excessively about the future. Tomorrow's not here. I say this every day at the end of this podcast. We're not promised tomorrow. Today's all we got. Today's the best day of our life. We don't have tomorrow. It's not promised. There is no tomorrow. All right? Let's listen to Paulo Creed for a minute. Think about the fight. Think about the fight. Clubber Lang's in here. He's trying to hurt you, Rock. He's trying to hurt you. Okay, here he comes. Jab. He's jabbing. He's jabbing. He's trying to hurt you. You got to fight him. You got to move. There is no tomorrow, okay? So we can't dwell on the past. It's gone. Today's a new day, and we're not promised tomorrow. So make today the best day you got, okay? And lastly, celebrate achievements. Acknowledge and celebrate your achievements along the way. Recognizing progress reinforces your belief in your ability to succeed. So you've got to uh, celebrate. Celebrate sometimes. You've achieved a lot. Look at where you are today and look where you were last year or two years ago or five years ago. I, I just talked about this at the beginning of the show. 33 and a half years ago, I was, I had 274 bucks to my name and a used truck, okay, with no air conditioning. So we celebrate achievements. It's okay to celebrate achievements. Now, you don't want to celebrate them too long. If you win an award, you celebrate. The next day, you're on for the next award. Put it up on a shelf somewhere. You can let someone see it. We have a little trophy case out here. I mean, it's a it's a, um, a couple shelves on a wall with some of the prestigious awards we've won. It's okay. People come in here and they like to look at it. But we're not stuck on those. We're on to the next one. So 
I can tell you that experience and the bumps in the road and the challenges will help make you more positive and, and, and strive forward. And it will also help with your thinking, act like it's impossible to fail. Because let me read you this real quick. Glenn Lopez over at Forbes wrote about six types of people who build your mental toughness. Now, this is a whole nother class, but I just want to mention this because if you think what people say and do can keep you from succeeding, you're wrong. Yes, it stings, especially from close family members. It stings, but that should not keep you from succeeding if it's in, if you start acting like it's impossible to fail. But six types of people build your mental toughness, including doubters, critics, and the envious. Without them, you'd never sharpen your skills. You'd never develop tough skin. You'd never start acting like it's impossible to fail. So we need those things. We need those types of people, okay? We don't necessarily like it, but it doesn't hurt us. If you're tough-minded, it does not hurt you. It stings, okay? A lot of things sting for a minute. Wrapping up here, it's important to note that adopting an impossible-to-fail attitude doesn't mean ignoring challenges or denying the possibility of setbacks. Instead, it involves facing challenges with a mindset that views success as the likely outcome. In other words, I don't go into anything anymore thinking I'm going to fail. Well, you know, if you have a mentality of what if I do this and it doesn't work? Wrong. Wrong mentality. What if I invest in this and I lose money? Wrong. What if you do anyway? That's part of investing. Win or lose. Learn from it. Move on. That's how you have to think. It's a different kind of mindset. It views success as the likely outcome and the setbacks as just temporary obstacles to learn from and overcome. Consistently reinforcing this attitude through positive actions, through thoughts, and everything we talked about today will contribute to a resilient and confident approach to your life's endeavors. And everybody has them. They're different for everyone. I don't think you'd want mine and I don't want yours. God's given me enough to carry, and that's all I want. That's all I need, definitely. Okay, concluding, let me summarize what we talked about today. We need an unwavering self-belief, a positive visualization, goal clarity, positive affirmations, learning from setbacks, solution-oriented thinking, fearlessness, optimism, continuous learning, surround yourself with positivity, take calculated risks, be mindful of today and celebrate achievements. Boy, those are all good. Now, I want to encourage you guys today to embrace the challenges that we've talked about and embrace your challenges with a positive mindset and act like it's impossible to fail. Thank you uh, for tuning in and please share your thoughts, stories, and experiences on uh, the YouTube, um, or, or wherever my email is greg at gregmcafee.com. Put it right out here for you. I hope you enjoyed today because I really did enjoy teaching it and, and studying it. It's just good stuff. And I learned it years ago to act like it's impossible to fail. So before we wrap up, 
If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week. I've got some good stuff coming up. And thanks for listening. And as always, carry on. God bless. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, so make today the best day of your life.